This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Right now we're uh, talking about legal matters. Just a quick aside. The Ontario government uh, says the province is asking the Supreme Court of Canada to overturn the appeals court finding back in June that uh, the feds were constitutionally sound in implementing a carbon tax or imposing that on the province. So the province seeking leave to appeal it to the Supreme Court and uh, regardless of, I guess, the outcome of the federal election, even though if Scheer wins, it would be a moot point since uh, he wouldn't pursue that. So here we have uh, the story of a Supreme Court going to uh, be invoked when the Court of Appeal already rendered a decision. But there's another juicier story yet, and it comes out of London, Ontario. We were just talking about teachers. Well, this teacher was sentenced uh, yesterday to six months in jail, 12 months probation for secretly recording female students' breasts and cleavage using a pen camera. This was back to 2010, 2011. 27 students he recorded that way. And uh, this is a landmark ruling now because it involves voyeurism, expectations of privacy and the rest. But it's beyond my pay grade to understand how this worked its way right up to the Supremes. So we get Joe Newberger in here, Global News Radio's legal expert, to explain all. Joe, how you doing? I'm great, John. How are you? Pretty good, but I'm a little bewildered. So uh, here this guy, this teacher, Ryan Jarvis... Uh, apparently used this pen camera, and uh, he took pictures of the students, 27 of them, some six seconds in length, others more than two and a half minutes. He's having conversations with them in common areas like cafeterias and hallways, uh, and he actually beat the rap because the Superior Court Justice Andrew Goodman uh, wasn't satisfied the videos were filmed for a sexual purpose and acquitted him. Huh? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't fathom that one either. It's like, there's there's no other purpose. You can't sort of make an argument that this was for security purposes or or anything else. When you do something like that, I mean, I think it's safe to infer that the purpose is for a sexual purpose. So that was a bit of an unusual finding. But um, you know, again, you and I didn't hear all of the facts. But based upon everything that's been reported, it's absurd to think that this would not have been done for a sexual purpose. So then it goes to the court of appeal next rung up the ladder. And uh, while they, the judges in the Court of Appeals said that, yeah, it was sexual intent for sure, uh, but they upheld his acquittal, saying yeah. and the students had no reasonable expectation of privacy at school. What do you make of that? Yeah, you know, I can, I can live with that type of an argument a little bit more, although, again, it's, I don't think, and the Supreme Court of Canada came to the right decision because um, a, a child who goes into a bathroom and goes into a stall you would imagine would have a reasonable expectation of privacy uh, simply because any type of recording of that is highly invasive of somebody's privacy. And so, um, again, that's something which is hard for me to rationalize. You know, even as a criminal defense lawyer, I find that that's pretty straightforward, that even though a school may have monitors uh, and cameras uh, in the public and common spaces, a stall in a bathroom is definitely an area where you would have a reasonable expectation of privacy, in my opinion. This one's taken eight or nine years to wind its way right to the top court in the land. I mean, yeah. this seems <laughs> equally bewildering to me. How does that happen? Well, you know, uh, appeals take time to file materials, and then the courts are, are really quite busy. We've heard that for a while because there's been a chronic, you know, in the Superior Court, there's always been a chronic underfunding of having enough judges. And then getting to the Supreme Court of Canada requires a, a significant amount of work. And I suspect in that case, there was uh, many intervening parties on the appeal so that all interests can be taken in consideration because the idea was, do you have an expectation of privacy 
uh, in a in a washroom in a school, and so I I will definitely uh, be certain that there was a number of intervening parties. So that that takes time. Um, this is a bit long, uh, and it certainly was very difficult for the victims of this offense because it was an exceptionally long period of time to finally have a resolution to it. Um, but this type of length is probably more an anomaly than than anything which is common in appeals. But he's sentenced to six months in jail, twelve months probation. Uh, yeah, that seem appropriate to you? I think he's very lucky, frankly, because one of the things I'm having a hard time understanding is if he's making actual recordings, which then is either downloaded onto uh, uh, on a phone or onto a computer, um, that would be making child pornography. Mm. So um, as I was reading uh, the material on this, it, what I was thinking is this is just more than voyeurism, unless it was just you know watched and deleted. Um, so, uh, you know, six months, voyeurism isn't punishable by a very high sentence or, or wasn't at that time. Um, but six months is a light sentence because this is an incredible breach of trust for any child that's in that type of environment and has their privacy violated in, in such a, an absurd and horrible way. Uh, so I think the sentence that was meted out um, was lenient, although it might have been the maximum that the judge could have imposed under the legislation at the time. Seems really peculiar. Joe Newberger with us, Global News Radio's uh, legal expert. Uh, one last thing, I'm tight on time here, but this case sure. of the Toronto police officer who was involved in the uh, arrest and release of the serial killer Bruce MacArthur in the gay village, yeah. the eight people, uh, that's been postponed indefinitely. He was facing disciplinary charges. Apparently, uh, he's charged with insubordination and neglect of duty because uh, he failed to allegedly uh, videotape a statement from a complainant who said he escaped being murdered by this guy, and uh, so there was nothing that uh, was done. And you've got 72 hours, according to the force's policy on domestic violence investigations. He didn't, but this thing has been put over now uh, because he can't appear before the tribunal due to an undisclosed illness. This one doesn't seem like it's being expedited especially quickly either. No, it's not, and it better be a severe illness, and there has to be uh, very significant medical evidence provided in order to put this over, because it's standard in the last decade that police are to take video statements of complainants uh, on domestic or sexual-related cases, and there is policies in place for investigation as well as mandatory charging, and from the facts that we've all learned about that particular complaint, it's uh, unfathomable, again, that uh, this individual, Mr. MacArthur, wasn't charged at the time. And so this is a serious uh, insubordination case, and it's a breach of proper investigative uh, protocol. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I don't wish anybody to be unwell. So if this gentleman is truly suffering from some very serious illness, then we understand why it may have to be put over. But if that's not the case, this is something that has to be expedited and dealt with in a rapid manner. Well, apparently it's uh, before the tribunal next on October 21. Uh, but this is a police act matter. It's not a criminal case or anything like that. Then. Right. Okay. That's right. No, this this would not result in criminal charges, although there could be civil liability on the part of Toronto police vicariously because of the uh, um, protocol which was breached in, in investigating this type of case. And so I think that that may flow later on. But this is a just simply police disciplinary proceeding. But it can have significant impact for this sergeant always informative joe i appreciate it mm -hmm. wish we had more time so. all right thank we'll do you it john again. have a great show as usual take thank care you. joseph newberg global news radio's legal expert with newberger and partners thanks for listening to the john oakley show podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe for free at apple podcasts google podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio